You're listening to West of Middle East, a podcast about changemakers from the Middle East diaspora living in the West. I'm your host, Shuka Kalantari. In each episode, we hear from Middle Eastern immigrants and first-generation Americans who make it their careers to create positive change. West of Middle East is created by the Neda Nobari Foundation, an organization supporting dynamic projects in pursuit of social justice. We change the narrative about what the Middle Eastern diaspora contributes to the West. We go beyond stereotypes to create a cultural bridge. In season one of West of Middle East, we begin to build this bridge in California. In this episode, we go to Berkeley in Northern California to hear how an Iranian immigrant is creating a new generation of mindful changemakers inside a preschool. It's thanking all the elements that brought the food to the table. Thank you, Earth. Thank you, Sun. That's Yalda Modaber, the founder of a Farsi language preschool and after school program called Golistan Education. Yalla and I are in a small cafeteria with a bunch of preschool children. Today, they're eating rice with a Persian chicken and pomegranate stew called fesenjun. Every day before lunch, the kids think um, where the food comes from in terms of like the source of the food. And then after lunch, they thank the people that prepared the food collectively as a group. The kids give thanks to their food, their weather, the plants, their teachers, each other. Yalla, who's a scientist by training, says research shows that not only does being grateful make more mindful and kind people, it's actually good for your mental and physical health. So throughout the day, Golison's teachers cultivate the moral and emotional sides of their students, not just the academic one. And their work is being noticed on an international level. In fact, last year, Golison was given the prestigious honor of being named the only preschool in the world to be recognized as a changemaker school by a leading global nonprofit education group called Ashoka. I see these kids as being the people that are going to go out in the world and that are going to be so passionate and so empathetic and kind and inspiring to other people that just by virtue of these qualities, they will create change. They will inspire other people to want to be like them. They will draw people to them, and they will, they will have aspirations that are greater than their own good, right? Um, that they will recognize that their place in society is much greater than just their, their immediate surroundings. Yalla's immediate surroundings changed a lot growing up. She was born in Boston, then moved to Tehran, Iran's capital, as a little girl. Then she permanently moved back to the U.S., back to Boston. That was in 1979, the year of the Iranian Revolution, and the year 60 Americans were taken hostage in the U.S. Embassy in Iran. It wasn't a good time to be an Iranian immigrant. I didn't have any friends. And one time, two girls came and knocked on our door and asked my mom if I could come out to play. And my mom was so excited. I was so excited. I couldn't believe it. It was so exciting. Yalla went outside with her two classmates. 
They turned a corner and about a dozen kids were waiting on their bikes for her in a parking lot, holding plastic bags filled with casting plaster. They all of a sudden they came out of that parking lot and they started singing bomb, 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 Moran, and they were pelting me with these. They were like stoning me, basically. I mean, they're stones. They were so hard and it was so painful and it was so humiliating. And I remember just walking and being like, don't cry, don't cry. Whatever you do, don't cry. And it was so, and I was nine. I was, it was, I was a little girl. I mean, I was really, and they were tweens, basically. They were on the brink of adolescence. Um, there was just, it just That harassment felt, from her classmates just went on for another two years. I was both emotionally and physically bullied, and it was terrible. It was very, very painful. I felt very isolated, and I already... It was a very sad period in my life. Yalda never wants any of the students at her school to grow up feeling like it's okay to hurt your classmate because she's different. There are certain places, like crossroads, where even a child can stop and say, you know what, this isn't okay. And I want to give them the ability to make that decision, to be able to confidently say no. I'm not going to do this. And then for the other kids to follow suit. Yella plans to open another school, a primary school, that will include Farsi, Arabic, and Hebrew. Yella says now more than ever, we need to bring diverse communities together. Kids are the best way to do that. At this new primary school, students from different cultural backgrounds will learn side by side, only separating for their language classes. We will um, create an environment that is intimate, that is very close, that promotes collaboration, much like our preschool, um, and that isn't individualistic. Though we want to support a child becoming independent and um, strong and confident and able to take care of themselves, but we also want them to learn to care for others and think of others' needs as well. Yalda School collaborates with schools around the world by producing teaching materials modeled after their holistic curriculum that's based on best practices in bilingualism and child development. Golesan also offers free consulting to schools who want to develop similar programs. Yalda says it's all about paying it forward. At Golestan, the students learn to care for one another. The older preschoolers help the younger ones take off their shoes after recess. They pick flowers from the garden and put them in bouquets in the teachers' rooms. And on most Fridays, Yella brings her Labrador Nika to school to play with the kids. Yella shows the kids at Golestan how to groom Nika, her dog. They also feed her, give her water, and the daring ones help clean up her poop. Studies have shown that um, being around an animal can stimulate the release of oxytocin, which is a happy hormone, makes you feel good. And uh, there are tons of different studies that they're doing now on the impact of having animals around children. What they're finding is when children are around babies or around animals, more often than not, I've seen the reverse too, but more often than not, they uh, tend to be empathetic toward that being. They become the stronger being, right, within that dynamic. And so they become the caretaker. 
that skill is critical in promoting empathy and compassion. If one is able to connect with another individual non-verbally and is able to read their cues and to figure out what their needs are, then they're better able to tap into another person's emotions. Studies show empathetic kids are less likely to become bullies or show antisocial behaviors. Preschoolers who are taught emotional skills in school have fewer behavior problems and are more likely to share with others. A recent study from Duke and Penn State found that kids who shared and helped others in kindergarten were more likely to graduate from high school and have full-time jobs. So kindness and empathy pays off, literally. One way to be kind to others is by understanding who people are and where they come from. That's why Yalda's school teaches their students about a different country every week. And they eat the food from that country, they hear the music from that country, they learn to count in the language of that country. And so by the time a whole year goes by, they've learned about the entire world. Their view of the world grows, especially little ones who have no idea that there's a world outside of their world. And it strengthens their ability to feel compassion for people because they're, they can connect with people. If they meet someone from Peru and they remember learning about Peru, they can strike up a conversation and ask them about the llamas or, you know, they could, they, they have, there's a context there for when they meet people of different countries or when they read the news about these different countries, or maybe it'll make them more curious to want to travel the world. There's nothing negative to teaching them about all these other cultures. There's only, there are only benefits. Yalda Modaber says by celebrating different countries, the students at Golestan Education are learning they have more similarities than differences to their neighbors around the world. They learn to be inclusive and not hold stereotypes. Yalda says her students aren't perfect. Sometimes they fight, they cry, they can be mean to each other. They're human. They're kids. But each time the kids do hurt each other, they talk about it. They work through it with their teachers. They learn to be kind to each other. Yalda says these skills are crucial because these kids are going to be our future leaders. And we really could use some kind and empathetic leaders now and in the years to come. You're listening to West of Middle East. You can hear more episodes about changemakers from the Middle East diaspora at westofmiddleeast.org. If you like what you heard, Rate us on iTunes. Our podcast is created by the Neda Novari Foundation, a group supporting dynamic projects in pursuit of social justice. Caitlin Prest is our engineer. Music is composed by Loga Ramin Torkian and Azam Ali. Our reporter and producer is me, Shuka Kalantari. If you have suggestions for what you'd like to hear on season two of West of Middle East, or just want to share your thoughts about what you heard just now, email us at comments at westofmiddleeast.org. Thanks for listening.